Good morning. I'm excited about being able to, to share with you this morning uh, <clears throat> one of our very own. You know, uh, Libby Calvert <clears throat> has been through a lot with her cancer. And, uh, but uh, what uh, some of you may not know is that uh, Libby and Esther and all of them have been invited down to Atlanta Motor Speedway today. Uh, they're down there for the races, and Livy actually was one of the ones that, de that drew uh, an artistic design that got on <clears throat> a pair of shoes. And there's four drivers in the race today that are wearing those shoes. And the driver named William Byron, William Byron, and I've never even heard of him before, but I'm going to be rooting for him today because he's going to be wearing the shoes that Livy designed. And so isn't that kind of cool, one of our very own? And I don't know if she's going to end up, she, I'm sure she's going to get to meet him and be in the pits and do all that cool stuff that she has no idea what she's getting access to. But I know Chase Elliott's wearing a pair of shoes, and I think a couple of more drivers are. So I think that's just one of the coolest things of how God can take, it doesn't matter your age, it doesn't matter where you are, God can take a gift and a, and a heart and can use it to make a difference in the lives of people. And that's why God puts us here. And so I'm, I'm excited about that for Livy and her family today. Yep, you got it on the screen. Awesome. Well, uh, I wanted to just catch you up to speed. Today, uh, today's message is I love my church because it's friendly. Now, last Sunday, we did I love my church because it's family. And that's our number one thing that people said. It, it, this church feels like family. And so, but today is I love my church because I'm friendly. And you know, if you were to poll most churches and ask them, do you think you're friendly? Almost every one of them will say, yeah, we're friendly. They would. I mean, that, that's one of the things they look at. But here's the key. How do you know if you're friendly? We're going we're gonna to look at what does that look like? And how does that play out? And I believe that we are one of the friendliest churches around. And, and I see that. I see how you welcome people, how you greet people, how you show and demonstrate that love to people on a week in and week out basis. And so this is really a message to encourage us. And it's also a message for us to see some other things too that might help us in this journey as we learn more what it means about being friendly. And so, if you have your Bible, you turn with me to Hebrews chapter uh, 13, and we're going to look at two different texts today. The first one is in Hebrews 13, and the next one will be in Matthew 25. Okay? So the first one is kind of one of the most interesting texts that you might find in the Bible, because it, it brings to light something that you may not have ever thought of before. And it reads like this. It says, let, uh, let love of the brethren continue. So I like that first verse. Let love of the brethren continue. And that's what we've been talking about. We live like Jesus. We love like Jesus. And we do that in our groups. And then he says in verse 2, check this one out. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Now, boy, that's an interesting verse. So it says, it's a challenge to us. Paul was saying there, do not neglect, 
do not neglect what showing hospitality to strangers. Because you don't ever know. And so here's my first point. God reminds us, God reminds us when we show brotherly love to strangers, you never know who it might be. You never know. Have you ever thought about that? You could have entertained an angel of God and you didn't even know it. Have you ever thought about that before? Man, this, <laughs> that's an interesting concept, isn't it? When you think about it. And, and somebody might say, well, who was that person? Who was that person? I don't know. I've never seen them before. I've never seen them since. But there were people. Abraham had an encounter like that to where some showed up. And, it, and it's different times throughout the scriptures. But he says here in this verse, some have entertained angels. Man, you've had angels in your home and you didn't even know it. Or you've had angels you met at the ball field. Or you've had angels that you met at the workplace. Or on the job site. Or at the school. And you didn't even know it. Wow. That's, now, let that sink in for a moment. Okay. Now, you might be thinking, well, what's the purpose? Is, am I supposed to treat them better than anybody else? I, I don't know if they're showing up to check us out or if, they, if God's just sending them our way to see if we're really, truly loving on people and being friendly and showing that love. But let me give you a definition of this word hospitality that's in this verse. This word hospitality means showing brotherly love to strangers. You know, it's easy to be friendly, isn't it, to people that are friendly, isn't it? It's real easy to be friendly to people that are friendly. It's easy to be friendly to you because I know you. I love you, okay? And so I know you, and I can be friendly to you, and, and you expect that friendliness to be returned, but... But this is talking about being friendly to people we don't even know. They're strangers. I had an incident out here in the parking lot this morning. Uh, I was, of course, we'd set up, and I, we drove the trailer down, and we parked it. And as I was walking back, there was this lady walking in, our, in the parking lot out here in the school. And I noticed her walking, and she had on some earplugs. So she was like in her own world. But as I parked and I was walking back in, she was coming. I saw her looking at me, so I waved. Why? Because, I mean, I'm speaking on this today, okay? <laughs> I wasn't going to just walk. I wonder what she's doing. <laughs> I don't know her. Why she in our parking lot? Called security, security. <laughs> well, I waved. And guess what? She waved back. If you ever go down where I live and grew up, listen, every person we met on the road waved at you. Amen? And then I came up to Atlanta, and I started waving at every one of them, and guess what? Do you think they waved back at me? They started looking at me like I was Jeffro on the Beverly Hillbillies or Uncle Jed. I don't know whichever one you want to think. But in our neighborhood, Angie and I used to walk around and we would wave at the neighbors and they would like, oh, there goes them strange people that wave at us all the time. Well, here's the deal. I learned that back home, obviously, our people are friendly. They wave at you. 
They may not know you, but they wave at you on the road. But up here, they don't. But you know what I've started doing all around Gratis? Every truck, pickup truck I see, I wave at them. Wave. And they're going to be going, that black, I don't know who it is in that black truck, but they're waving at me all the time. But you know what? Some of them do. Some of them actually throw their hand up. Some of them, they just keep going right on down the road, or they're texting or talking or something. But anyway, the point is this. I did not, I've never met that lady before, never seen her walking. She has never walked these, this parking lot since I've been coming here, but she was today. Heck, I don't even know if that was an angel or not. Could have been. Could have been. But I do know this. We are to show brotherly love to strangers. Is what God's commanded us to do. Because you never know. You never know who it might be. An angel. Well, he takes us into a text of where he does let us know who the stranger is in this story. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 25. And we're going to pick up there. This is a long passage, but it's, it's a good one. And Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God. And he's talking about the kingdom, kingdom coming to the end and the final judgment taking place. And so what happens if you pick up in verse 34... He says, then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are, who are blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Then he says these words. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. And then he goes on to say this. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in naked and you clothed me I was sick and you visited me and I was in prison and you came to me okay so Jesus is laying out some things talking about those who are inheriting the kingdom of God so here's my next point God reveals to us who the stranger really is hmm now this is where it gets really insightful because Jesus laid out five different areas, didn't he? Man, I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I made it a point to invite that lady to here today. And she said to me, does it matter what I, I wear? And I said, listen, come on. Just come on. But Jesus says in this verse, I was naked and you clothed me. And I was sitting there thinking about the clothes comment that she just made. I was naked and you clothed me. And then finally, I was sick and I was in prison. And you visited me. Now, God reveals to us who this stranger really is because these disciples, their next question to Jesus was, when did we see you? hungry when did we see you thirsty when did we see you a stranger when did we see you without clothes on and when did we see you sicker in prison that was a great question and then Jesus explained to him in this passage he said whenever you did it to the least of these brethren you did it to who to me Oof. 
Now, boy, that's kind of like, <laughs> that's like the arrow just hit you. And, and you didn't even see it coming. Jesus is making a, a very revealing point to us, church. These are the ones who see and have a love for complete strangers. Go, you mean, you mean, Lord, whenever I go and I give a cup of water or if I give out food to somebody that's hungry or if I visit somebody in prison or the sick in the hospital or if I see a stranger, I bite them in and take them in or, or if I give clothes to someone that needs clothes, you mean I'm doing that to you? <laughs> that's what he says. You're doing it to me. Man, does that fire you up? Does that get you excited? I, I tell our people this all the time. I said, whenever that person that we don't know is walking through that doors, we need to treat them as if that is Jesus because that's exactly what Jesus is saying. Because we don't know who the stranger is. Could be an angel. But more importantly, he reveals who it really is, is when you've done it unto me, You've done it unto them, you've done it unto me. Now that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I've, I've went over this passage many times. But boy, this week, this was like the... <laughs> it got me. And so I've been thinking. I've been thinking through the week going, all right, Lord. I need to be looking at all of these different areas. Because you see, covenant is our in, up and our end. That's all about relationship. That's covenant. Our kingdom is about responsibility. And this, is, this text is dealing with responsibility. And this proves something that we'll see. My next point is this. God rewards those who show brotherly love to strangers. And you know, this proves that we love like Jesus, doesn't it? This just proves it. Because he, he, he said in verse 34, the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed <laughs> of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. This is speaking of heaven. And you know, when Jesus arrived on the scene, he said these words, the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is at hand. So here's the, here's the cool thing, church. When you and I get into that covenant, that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, we have eternal life. We have the kingdom of God has come to visit us. It's in us. And that's an awesome truth, y'all. You know, I was at a funeral one time outside of Butler, Georgia, and it, it was at a church graveyard that the people actually believed that you could lose your salvation. And I remember standing there at that funeral, and I remember that pastor saying these words, now this person has now entered into eternal life. And I remember as soon as they said it, the Spirit of God said to me, that's not true. I said, what do you mean? He said, eternal life began the moment you started a relationship with me. Didn't... Listen, the most famous verse in the Bible is what? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that whoever believes in him would not perish but have what? Everlasting life. 
So the very moment, y'all, the very moment that you and I receive the grace of God in our life and we fall in love with him and he loves us, there's no doubt he loves us, we receive eternal life. You mean I don't have to work for it? You don't mean I have to earn it? No. You just got to receive it. And boy, once you receive it, it's like I have, man, I have taken a drink from the cup of life. Y'all saw Raiders of the Lost Ark, didn't you? Some of y'all remember the cup? They thought it was the fancy gold, looked like a king cup, but it wasn't. It was the wooden, looked like a carpenter made it cup. And when he drank of it, it healed him. Well, listen, y'all, we have, we have drunk. Is that the right word? <laughs> we have drunk or drank, however you want to say it. Where's my English teachers? But anyway, we have partaken of the cup that gives us eternal life. And I love it when, when the brothers say, listen, when I die, don't think I'm dead. Man, I'm, I'm alive. I have eternal life. I am living forever. So don't you ever believe it when they say that I died. Because I didn't. I have eternal life. So this is the reward. And Jesus is laying it out. God rewards those who show brotherly love to strangers. You know, back, um, I'll take you back to that neighborhood we were in, Gwinnett. And we'd go around, we'd wave at everybody, and nobody would wave at us. And then I've got to pray, and Lord, how am I going to reach these neighbors? How am I going to make a difference in these neighbors' lives? And I prayed about it, and God said, apply to be a bus driver. And I went, oh, my Lord. Did I really hear you say that, God? Because within my spirit, it said, I looked out there, and it was, they were, I saw it going down the road one day, bus drivers needed You know, it's the only job in America where all your problems are behind you. <laughs> so I was like, when somebody told me that, sign me up. Little did I know they were going to put me on a transit, an 84, 28 seats, three to a seat, elementary, 84 kids. Well, guess what? They put four on some seats with me. 95 kids going to Berkeley Lake School in Gwinnett County, and I'm the only adult on there. There's a few fifth graders that thought they knew everything, okay. But I tried to use them, but listen, God put me and gave me that job. Well, I applied, and guess what? They accepted. <laughs> because they were in desperate need. If you're breathing and you got a clean uh, DMV, you're hired. And so, when it came time to receive my assignment, guess what? Out of 600-plus routes in Gwinnett County, they gave me my neighbors, my neighborhood. My neighborhood, the very street I lived on, and I got to drive and pick up those kids. Listen, God, when you say, God, whatever, that means my yes is on the plate, whatever, He'll open up doors. Because you know what? God wants to reach them more than I do. That's a fact. And God's a lot friendlier than I am. That's a fact. 
Because he's a friend of whom? Sinners. And sometimes I used to look at them and judge them. I still do judge some. My kids will say, Dad, you judging that one on TV, just what you said, you judging. I said, yeah, I, I, I grew up judging, and I'm getting better at it, but I'm, I'm, on, I'm going to that support group to try to help me with it. But it's easy to judge, isn't it? But God looks down, and he says, I see them. They're sinners, and they might be a stranger to you, but I put you here for them. So love, show brotherly love. Here's the opposite of it, the final thing. God rebukes those who have not shown love to strangers. The rest of the story here in Matthew goes, when Jesus began to say to them, the question leads into this, that I'll pick up in the story. Verse 41, then he will say to those on the left, depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire which has been, been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me in. Naked, and you didn't clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. And then they asked the same question. Lord, when did we see that? And Jesus said, When you did not, truly I say to you, to the extent that you did not do to the least of these, you did not do it to me. These will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Now that is serious. That's God's word. That's, this is Jesus speaking. If you've got a red letter Bible, this is red letters. This is the words from the mouth of God himself. When you didn't do it, you did not do it unto me. So listen, I'm excited about our church being friendly. And I'm motivated. <laughs> Why? Because whew, could be an angel. But more important is Jesus. I do this to someone I have no clue, stranger, no matter what. Timmy, when y'all go up there, Bear Ministry Village, when you go up there and you feed, it's Jesus. Every one of them comes to get that food, it's Jesus coming to get it. Whenever you, whenever you stop by the road, and I know you're busy out there, and you might be going, and you pull over, and you help that person with that tire, that lady, or that individual that... Didn't know what was going to happen to them. It's raining. Now, that makes it really important. Lord, you really want me to stop? It's raining. Whenever we do, it's Jesus. Man, I tell you what. This fires me up, doesn't it, you fellas? Doesn't this fire you up when you know that when you do something to the least, you're doing it to him? Well, listen, I've got, I've got some work to do. I don't know about you. But I've got some work to do. I've got to check in to some ministries that I need to get involved in in some things. And I'm going to do it because I know who I'm doing it for. Caleb has told me many, many times, he said, Dad, you are real good at covenant. 
but what you need to work on is kingdom. And I said, you're right, bud. Because covenant is the relationship. And if I get that relationship right and have it right, then that's the most important. But then the other part is going out into the world, into the kingdom, to make the difference. So what area do you have to work on? I know I've been, I've been processing this all week. I know the areas I've got to work on. What is God saying to you this morning? What areas do you need to work on? Is it, man, I didn't realize. I hadn't been friendly because I didn't realize who, who it is or what, I, what it means. But, y'all, this is important. This is significant. And I pray that when you and I begin to do this on a regular basis, irregular things are going to begin to happen. And we'll see these empty chairs in this room begin to fill up. Why? Because when we did it to the least, we did it to him. Let's pray. Father, thank you. This is a, this is a hard word. It's a challenging word, but it's a necessary word. And it's a word that reveals a lot of things. It revealed that that very last group 